We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side, Sports Talk, with sports director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. Hello and welcome to another edition of WNCT Sports Podcast. I'm Nolan Knight, joined here by our crew, Kelsey O'Donnell to my left, Brian Bailey on my right, and this week we welcome in a very special guest. It's the head coach of the J.H. Rose Rampits, Will Bland. Coach, he got a big win week one, 1-0 on this season after a 54-7 win over Newburn. How was how was it to get that first winner underneath your belt this season? Uh, very excited. You know, it's, it's been a long time coming. The kids been practicing since June. Uh, I'm just very excited to get it and get that first win out of the way. So now we can focus on the rest of the season. Coach, when you look at that game, I mean, obviously the emotions that were there afterwards because, you know, you, you've been with those guys for, for so many years as an assistant and a head JV coach. And, and just to have this program with Will Bland's name on it and, and add in the fact that you were a star at Havelock and you played high school football in this area, you know what that's like and you've coached for so long. But all those, you know, elements kind of rolled into one, didn't they, when the emotions hit after that big win? Yeah, it did. You know, like you said, being being from Havelock and then, you know, the tradition with Havelock and Newburn and then being out here with Rose and that tradition with um, against Newburn, it, it, it just it just hit me. So I was fine during the whole day because I had many people ask me, was I nervous? And I, I wasn't nervous. And then after that win, it just it just started cheering up. So um, it, took me, it took me a while to try to hold some stuff back, but um, you, you can really tell that the kids um, cared about it. They all came and gave me a big and um, um, we just decided about him just getting ready for a fight this week. Coach, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the shutdown of sports because of COVID-19. What does it mean to you to be able to be out on that field this season with your guys? Oh, it means a lot because, you know, uh, when it got shut down, you know, a lot of kids, uh, they didn't know what to do. You know, the kids think just playing with video games and just watching TV was uh, <laughs> fun. But, you know, a lot of them got like, Coach, when can we get on the football field? When can we start doing sports? So I think we all realize how much, uh, how important it is to have sports to get the kids out of the house, to get the kids being teammates, um, getting that mentor from different um, coaches out there, how much important that is. So I think when it shut down, we really didn't expect it was going to be this long, but I'm glad it's finally here that we can do some stuff in that aspect of getting the kids back out there and playing sports. Do you think there's anything you've learned about your team over the year? I know you guys have been together quite a bit. I know talking to some coaches in the area, it's just been eat, sleep, breathe, football, repeat type thing. Uh, I, I learned that a, a lot of them need sports, um, and but a lot of them want to play sports, and that's where I didn't. I really didn't know that get that gratitude. Like um, they start shutting down and they couldn't do anything. They couldn't meet with the team. They couldn't meet with the players and stuff. So um, being that most of them were here most of the time when we was doing pods, um, when the governor let us do pods and stuff, really shows that hey, um, I think we're if we get opportunity to play this year, we we'll probably have a really really successful season. Coach, I want to talk about uh, you. You mentioned that you weren't that nervous b- before the game. 
I I have to admit I've never seen a coach more relaxed on a sideline <laughs> ever. I and, and the first time I've ever seen a coach do an interview with time still on the clock. Uh, can you kind of explain your your coaching style? It, it seems like you're so relaxed on the sideline, but I guess I guess that's easy when your team's up fifty four to seven though. Uh, it was it was you know I probably wanted um, did it we was uh, fifty four to fifty two, but um, <laughs> like a lot a lot of people uh, a lot of my old coaches like. Um, you were more of a player coach, and and that's because the dude said that I played at a high level, and I had some coaches that coach that I was under, like Coach Compressi, who was a player coach, and being able to talk to the guys uh, on the sideline, um, not having to yell at them that much, just seeing what they see in it from their vantage point helped me in preparing for a game and stuff. So just being relaxed, I mean, like I had all week to yell and stuff. I mean, it's just all about the little <laughs> details now. So uh, I was relaxed, ready to go. And then when he was like, well, can I go ahead and knock this off? I like, sure can, because I don't think they can come back in the one minute from down 47. <laughs> Good point. You guys have fight this week. Conley's game has already been uh, postponed because of COVID concerns. Uh, then you've got Con. Any chance you guys will overlook Fike? No, that's that. And we've been um, teaching, um, preaching to kids, guys. We just, Right now we – if they didn't know about us now, a lot of the state knows that, hey, we're a pretty good team. Yeah. So we, now we know that we're going to get every team best shot every week because, you know, they they want to be able to um, match our tempo and try to upset us. So we told, hey, we got to focus on fights right now and then let's get through um, fight, be 1-0, and and then we can start working on our next opponent. So right now we're only focused on fight, getting ready to play that game on Friday night, and then after that we'll work on our, our next opponent. Coach, one thing you had to deal with this year, you talked about how, how much your players need sports. You had a lot of multi-athlete players on your team, a lot of basketball players. What was it like dealing with, normally it's the opposite way around, where maybe football kind of gets into basketball season. This year, it was basketball cutting into football season, and you have uh, a lot of players that were on the basketball team. you got to mention Kevin, Kevin Hamilton when talking with you, one of the better basketball players on your team playing offense and defense. He had a massive week. So what was it like dealing with these uh, with, with basketball infringing on football when normally it's the other way around? Well, like I say, it is. Normally it's our guys. It's the basketball um, coaches waiting for our guys to get done. But um, Coach Rankin was great. I mean, like, when we was able to start, especially when the first day of practice started, Coach Rankin actually moved their practice back later on in the evening to accommodate the basketball players that was doing football. So he was uh, – I've been around him for about 10, 12 years, and our relationship is really good. So we're able to make sure that we maximize all the guys' ability to play both sports. So that didn't even factor in at all. Um, soon they got done, then they were all football after that. Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations on your first win as a head coach. Uh, the the J.H. Rose Rampants get the 54-7 win over New Bern. Thanks so much for sitting down and talking talking with us this week, Coach. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm always glad to talk to y'all. And, then you know, you can reach me anytime you need me. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. Good luck Thanks, this Coach. Week. Good luck this week. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. So what an exciting first week of high school football. What were your guys' biggest takeaway from week one? I think my biggest takeaway was was Rose and, and how good they were against Newburn because I really thought that was going to be, at the very least, a close game. That was our game of the week. Yeah, and if you just said it was going to be 54-7, I would have thought Newburn had won it because uh-huh. you know Rose had struggled so much defensively last year, but they looked so good defensively this year. And um, they've got a new offense. Uh, 
with everything that's going on there. I mean, it's 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 really just um, it's fascinating to see a team like that. You know, and you don't know what you're going to get in week two. Most of the time, as coaches will say, especially college coaches, teams improve the most from week one to week two. We'll see how that plays out because if that plays out for Rose, they'll be really good against Wilson Fike. Uh, I, I came across, you know. Playing Thursday and then playing Friday was kind of frustrating for us, you know, trying to do a, a show. Mm-hmm. I think most schools, you know, especially in times where you don't have that much of a gate, you know, you need to try to play on Friday unless there's a monsoon coming. But Will Bland told me before that Rose High's field, and we were out there, it was wet. Yep. And so if and it had, hadn't rained for or two right, days at that point. Right. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of dry as far as that goes, but it was very, very wet. So uh, I think that – you know, other than that, I think the the good teams. I think the the thing that's really worrisome is still going to be the COVID issues around the area. Yeah, Conley's I was, I, games are already <laughs> postponed, and, and I was going to ask you what was it like dealing week one, w- w- trying to get our schedule together with every with games getting canceled right. left and right the day of. We we were finding out games it, weren't it, when it we thought it was frustrating. I think it's one of those things that's going to happen. You know, at least this week we'll only have COVID problems. We won't have weather problems and COVID <laughs> problems. So. <laughs> But it's one of those things. It's it's like and with with the game time, some conferences are going at six, some are going at six thirty, some are going at seven. There was a game as late as seven thirty last week. So you know, and when we're doing what we're trying to do, most people go. Most of our photographers, you guys, you know, myself, try to go to at least two games if we can. And if if you if your timings are wrong, you can't go to two games. No. Right. And so. But the 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 different schedule is kind of helping us a little bit. With oh, it does help. To... Yeah, if you get a six and a seven, yeah, yeah three games perfect. last week. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey, but it's not touch on Friday without a little bit of rain. That's, I feel that's like it rains true. on every. I know. First I kept week. asking coaches, you know, what's it going to be like dealing with? You know, it's not August. It's it's cold and rainy. Yeah. And sure enough, it's week one, rain. we got exactly what everyone was dreading. I think I learned that I. Uh, I'm a little out of shape with carrying that camera and running up and down the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only athlete in the group. Yeah, gotta, gotta well, I got a bigger camera, so now my, my trap was sore the next room. I'm like, why am uh, I welcome so sore? To the camera. Uh, I don't even have a trap. I'm so old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so exciting week one. Be sure to, to check out our um, our top nine. It's coming out tomorrow, right? Yeah, everybody's voted except one. <laughs> Me? That I've been would be a little you. busy. Really? I'm working on a state of sports project for uh, one year since the COVID. So. Talking about a couple of the matchups this upcoming week that you should keep an eye out for Southwest Edgecombe at Tarboro. The Vikings take the field for the first time. Havelock and Ro- uh, Wallace Rose Hill That's have huge. a big time matchup. Conley and New Bern, that game has been moved due to COVID uh, protocol reasonings. Aiden Grifton at West Craven. I think that's going to be ending up being a pretty big game in that conference. South Lenore at Kinston. Washington at North Lenore. Just a, a couple of games uh, to, to to point out there. Which, which Out of those, which one sticks out to you? Well, Wallace Rose Hill and Havelock, that's that's going to be a, you know, that's kind of like a 1 and 1A one as far as game of the week go. Mm-hmm. We decided to go with Tarboro and Southwest Edgecombe because of the history of the rivalry. But, but you know, the Havelock-Wallace um, Rose Hill game on paper is probably one of the biggest games in the entire mm-hmm. state as well. So either one of those games could have been, you know, a game of the week. And um, I looked at it, and I know one of us has a crush on one of the coaches, so I'm just kidding. You just call him <laughs> you Jeffrey. Can't you can't say that, can you? not. No, but, but you like Coach Craddock. I mean, I he's, he's a great a guy, guy. And, and, so, and you're doing the game of the week, so you're going to go to Tarboro. Easy interview. 
Yeah, so. it's fun. I think he's one of the coaches that sticks out in my mind that when I first started and was learning the ropes with everything, he was very, very flexible and willing to teach me a little bit. And it helps a lot when um, I'm growing in the broadcasting field. And it's funny you say that because when I first started years and years and years ago, now the, the guys that I respected, like you just mm-hmm. said, they all have fields and stadiums named after <laughs> them. And some of them have passed away. That's how old I am. But but it, it, you're right. You remember those coaches early on in your career because you know, you're know you trying to get your feet wet and trying to learn you know from everybody. But but the coaches will help you out too, and, and they've been some outstanding coaches through the years. And obviously, Coach Craddock, and uh, and he, he's just one of those guys that, that he's always accessible, kind of like Will Bland was today. Yep. You know, they're always you know meant to. You know, they they like dealing with the media. They don't feel like it's dealing with. They feel like they're promoting their program. Yeah, exactly. And I think that you know I've been blessed in my career to have coaches like that. I'm glad you are too. So. Well, the town is fun too, and being anytime you're able to feature a smaller town, it's always you get great feedback from the community as well. Or a team that's in the state championship. Yeah, right. <laughs> seems like every year. So uh, exciting uh, week one. We look forward to week two. How about we change gears here and talk a little East Carolina baseball because that's the the hottest ticket in town right now. the The Pirates will be in action this afternoon. Uh, not sure when you'll be hearing this, but at four o'clock they take on Old Dominion, coming off of a series win against Georgia Southern. And I don't think we've talked uh, since they they took down Duke last week so uh, 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 the first loss of the season this past weekend but when you're on the road I think the series win is your big takeaway I think uh, throughout the the season we're going to see series wins are going to be big especially when we get into a conference play because the conference series instead of being three games are now four games so you really, if you go three and one in a weekend, you know that's 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 going to be your goal. It's not going to be two and one anymore because two and two is just a, a, a split. But I I think that that. You know, when you go on the road, Georgia Southern could hit the baseball, and they had a couple of players that, as Coach Godwin joked, that they never got out. It seemed like, but <laughs> but it was it was a great series as far as as you know the ups and downs. Um, it was very emotional. Uh, Lane Hoover getting hurt like he did, uh, and, and we wish him a speedy speedy recovery. He's a great kid, great player, and really a spark plug that East Carolina needs in that lineup. And hopefully he'll be back uh, sooner than later. But they, they've got it going. I mean, Cliff Godwin is one of the best coaches in the country. East Carolina is lucky to have him. And they, they win. They do very well in the classroom year in and year out. And, you know, they've got a chance. You know, you look at it right now, it's too early to say they're going to host a regional or they're going to be yeah. in a regional. But you got to think that that worst-case scenario, they're going to be, you know, in the NCAA tournament the way they're playing. Of course, it's very, very early. But uh, hopefully they'll be able to host a regional because that's a lot of fun. When teams come to Greenville for a regional, it's oh, a lot of fun. I can imagine, especially nope. it, when the weather's nice and everything. And if, and if the crowds open up even more oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. the place is packed. And, and Pirate fans, you know, they love their baseball and they, they react to every pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's really neat baseball when every pitch means so much and – uh, you know, the last time they were in the regionals, when they came back, they lost the first game, and then they came back and won the double elimination event. And that was that, that was one of the best you know weekends of my sportscasting career. That was just a lot of fun. I, I think a big takeaway from the from this past weekend, though, is how well the the young guys are playing. Oh yeah, uh, Carson Wisenhunt has been great as a, a freshman, and and the the Pirates, you know, normally they get it done small ball, but but they've been swinging the bats, yeah. and it's been impressive to watch. It's also Mustache March. It is. I started. It's going to be taking <laughs> part. I was wondering why you weren't uh, clean yeah. shaven today. Yeah. Nolan? No, I just, uh, my off day is tomorrow, so <laughs> let it grow out a little bit before I shave. Very fun. Yeah. I can't get away with it. Yours looked pretty good last year before you, you shaved. Yeah, it takes it takes about two weeks to get it really going. I really don't like it anymore. I used to have a mustache when I was in college. 
And then you, you had know, a mustache when you started here, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've I, seen I, the video. I, I, I had, pull some of those I out had of the, the mustache until the Peach Bowl, and then and then that year of the Peach Bowl team, then the Pirates hadn't been to a bowl game in years and years and years, and I got to know some of the guys, and I told the guys that they could shave my head if they went to a bowl, and I, I said, no, 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 we're not shaving the head. I said, oh you can gosh. shave the mustache. A bald daily. And so then they started they started you know talking about it after after the games they get over there and laugh with me and carry on, and and so we were in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl, and, and we were at a Hooters, it had <laughs> NC State was on one side of the Hooters and East Carolina was on the other side. They had a wing eating contest and all this stuff. And they had me in a chair up front. And each person got a chance to take a swipe with a rusty razor. Oh, yeah, my a lot, goodness. A lot of, oh, I'll never forget. I went to the bathroom. I was in tears. It hurt so bad. I was in tears. Oh, oh my God. I was bleeding. I was in tears. And Coach Logan, who was an assistant on that staff, he said, Bailey, you all right? And I was like wiping the tears away. I'm fine, man. I'm fine. It hurt so like. Do you go with the mustache or the goatee? Well, I well, what I do, I start off with a goatee for Mustache March because I want to try to to grow like a crazy mustache, but I don't have enough hair in certain <laughs> spots, so I just kind of let it go. But I go goatee for about two, two and a half weeks, and then I shave it down. To, usually, it ends up looking like a biker mustache. And, I'll get one of those little stick-on ones and wear yeah. it to a game one day. <laughs> Exciting week for East Carolina baseball. How about we talk a little ECU basketball because they're finally going to get uh, the chance to play tomorrow night. Late night, 9 o'clock. Sit, stay up late, drink some coffee, Mountain Dew, because it's going to be a late one as the Pirates take on the Knights of UCF. And Coach Dooley talked uh, via the Zoom today to all the media, and he's still got a couple of players that aren't available. I mean, it's really amazing that, that this thing keeps going on and on and on. And so. Yeah, they finally started playing again, and then they got yeah. shut down again, which yeah. is kind so, of frustrating. But And they've got, uh, I believe it's UCF Thursday and Cincinnati to close it out on Sunday, and then they go down to Texas for the tournament. And that's, you know, we go 360 with the tournament because they were doing their walkthrough uh, – Bef- during the tournament, the tournament was just getting ready to tip off. They were doing their walkthrough, mm-hmm. and that's when they came through and said, hey, you need to get back on the plane and go home. Cause they were just a every- couple of wins away from every- the NCAA every- tournament. Well, right? everything's canceled, and they had to start start again now. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a strange ride. And this upcoming Saturday, Duke-UNC, it looked like maybe the Blue Devils were going to make a late run for a, for a late push into the tournament, but after losing to Georgia Tech last night, they fall to 11-11. and It's still going to be a huge matchup because North Carolina, they don't have their ticket punch quite yet, but a no. win against Duke might put them over the hump with a win in the ACC tournament And it's well. still Duke and Carolina. And even though both teams aren't having the years they usually have it's still you know a huge rivalry it's it's a biggest you know i say it's the biggest rivalry in college sports there there are those that say michigan ohio state would be bigger and and there's some others but uh, i for my money duke and carolina it's, it's just you know through the years and in my career you know sitting at the acc tournament watching coach k on one side and dean smith on the other side and, <laughs> and coach k's wife yelling at coach smith. It, was, it was just it was just great theater it was just unbelievable it was it was fun to watch ACC tournament right around the corner. Excited about that. Before we go, talking about a couple of uh, East Carolina Olympic sports. Kelsey, you got a first-hand look <laughs> at uh, the lacrosse team losing to a, a highly ranked Yeah, and congratulations. Our Kelsey O'Donnell Thank making you. her ESPN Plus. You did some ESPN <laughs> Plus work at Virginia Tech. Yes. So both of y'all have been in this business a year or two. He and called some both of my games. done something that I've never done. Really? I've never worked for ESPN Plus. No. Oh, yeah. Anyone listening? That's Billy's crying. <laughs> it was fun. This though, time yeah. next year, I may be in that unemployment line looking. Oh my gosh! No, you won't. Over the but, weekend, uh, the East Carolina volleyball team—they got a huge win over UNC. It was Adler Augustine's first home win. So big congratulations to him. And softball sweeps Ohio. 
so a big week for East Carolina and, mm-hmm. and another big week coming up. I, I almost forgot that we have high school state championships for basketball yeah, don't forget coming that. up on Saturday as well. Uh, a lot of area teams in action, of course, for the second year in a row, both the, or is it the third year in a row that both third. you and, uh, Farmville Central, Central boys and girls. Third year in a row, they're both in the state finals. Of course, last year's state championships weren't played, so both uh, the East and West champions were named as co-state champions, which was only fair for everybody involved. But uh, still, you got to wonder what they're doing in Farmville, North Carolina, because <laughs> they've got some basketball players. They're fun to watch. Uh, they, they must, you know, the girls must scrimmage against the guys, maybe they, or something. They could probably give them both, for, run for their money. Both of those teams are really, really good and talented, and they put on a show. I mean, you know, I was there for for the first two and a half quarters uh, for Farmville Central Northeastern in the two-way Eastern championship game. Northeastern jumped out in front seven to one. I knew no one on the Farmville sideline was worried. Yeah. But, but you know, you're down seven to one and all of a sudden, you know, then it's 23, 23 after one. And, and from that point on, I mean, Farmville just put on a show. They okay. run. Yeah, they get tired. The other teams do. That's what yeah, they wear they them get down. Tired and and they then just... next thing you know, you, you're seeing. And I, I said <laughs> this last dunks. night, but Farmville didn't shoot the ball very well. But they didn't shoot the ball very well from the outside. Yeah, those slam dunks, you know, they count as shot attempts too. <laughs> they were all good shots. Yeah, they had a uh, and it made uh, the top ten on ESPN. I saw. Well. We were trying to find that, but but I, I saw that, and They're, they had so many slams. That was just one of about. <laughs> I think somebody said 13, oh but there were, there were at least five or six that probably could have made. There was a no-look pass by by one of their sophomore guards that was incredible, and Leontay Moy slammed it home. That was as good as, as the one that, that made the sports center almost. I mean, that Turquavion deal with between the legs was pretty, pretty special. <laughs> well, I think it's cool, too, that they're a very tight-knit group, both the boys and the girls. Before the playoffs, I mean, when they would have back-to-back games, whether they're home or away, the girls would stay and watch the entire game for the boys yeah. and cheer them on, and the guys were right there when the girls are playing cheering them on from right outside the uh, the court. Yeah, they're Williford and Company. They uh they have it going on. <laughs> they're good. So excited about that this Saturday. Be sure to tune in and nine on your side for coverage from those matchups. And uh, I think that'll just about wrap up another episode of our WNCT Sports Podcast. Uh, any final thoughts from the crew here? No, let's looking forward. Good luck to Farmville Central and those state championship games this weekend. And it's going to slow down a little bit for sports because we won't have so much going on, uh, you know, with the playoffs, you know, ending. But you know, touchdown Friday kicked off last week. We had a you know outstanding show. We will have another one this week, and it's fun to have high school. I didn't know how I would really like high school football in the spring the first week was a lot of fun though and and, mm-hmm. and, and it's a credit because kelsey and nolan and, and ken wallington helps us out and jason boyd helps us out tremendously on the web and we've got a great great staff and so you know bernie our news director has told me that uh you're a little calmer with your staff this year <laughs> and i said bernie that's because they all know what they're doing yeah. i mean you know we don't have hardly any rookies right now You've so been through the radio once yeah and once you go through it once once you understand i gotta get this done i gotta get this done i gotta get this done yeah, yeah it gets done the so, game's starting an hour earlier well, it helps a lot. Oh, oh, yeah. It helps a ton. Yeah. So, but we've well, had a, we had a good show, and we hope to have at least uh, well, we got six more weeks of the regular season in the playoffs. So we got ECU baseball at home and touchdown Friday this week. Yeah, so that, that's going to be oh. a little little busier. Well, we'll, we'll if anyone has connection with anyone who calls the weather, send some sunshine, please, for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, go talk down to a meteorologist. <laughs> get All Jerry right. on it. <laughs> That'll do it for another episode. See you guys next week. <laughs>